Hello, and welcome to the Super Gay Wedding Podcast. I'm Cindy Savage, real queer wedding planner at ILS Traveled. And I'm Amanda Summerlin, super gay wedding photographer at Amanda Summerlin Photography. We're wedding pros who are gay as fuck. And we're talking about wedding shit from an LGBTQ perspective. Super gay wedding! Fuck yeah! Woo! So we should start this shit. Yeah. All right. Hey, Sandy, what's going on? Same old shit, Amanda. What's going on with you? Chickens are doing good. Except for they learned to play that xylophone yet? No. What's your uh, what's your take on that? They ever gonna figure it out? Mm. If we rub it down with worms or something, I don't know. What do chickens do? <laughs> 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 uh, That's kind of gross. My bad. They don't eat worms, do they? Oh yeah, they love worms. Chickens yeah. are um are carnivores. I just think of them as something that omnivores eat or whatever. The grains that are sprinkled, you know, by Cinderella and the like, out onto the lawn. Nobody's supposed to eat grain, not even chickens. But grain is so delicious. It's bad. It's evil. It's the devil, really. But it tastes good. Yeah. Well, it was the thing my, I think somebody told me a while back after a visit to the doctor, you know, if it tastes good, spit it out. <laughs> like <sighs> medical <just> advice. <laughs> sucking all the joy out of everyone's life. What's the point if you can't eat things that taste good? Wine's good for you. Nobody can see your face right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. So we have good Wine's good. Tonight. I like to drink it. <laughs> and on that note, let's share our good news. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> What's our good news, Amanda? Besides, we suck at banter. <laughs> That's not good news. No. That's bad news. Uh, and it's also not news because everybody knows everybody it now. Knows it now. They're like, please. How many episodes have we done? They're like, please shut up and stop talking and then interview people we care about. I just need to figure out how to get you to rant every week. But you did something <laughs> you did something amazing. That's not usually very hard. <laughs> but you did something amazing. You went and worked out a deal with Catalyst Wedding Co. Our Catalyst Wedding Co. Wedding block. Besides ours. You've heard us talk about them a little bit yeah. already. Because they're so awesome. Oh, they listen? Uh, what? They listen to us? Anybody I listen to us? To, I was talking to our listeners oh. who have heard us talk about Catalyst before. Okay, maybe my headphones are too tight because I didn't hear that part. Let me check this. <laughs> uh, I, You know, I'm uh, hopefully Catalyst listens to us. I don't know. They, they better start now because we just brought them on as a sponsor of our podcast. Whee! Also, did you know if you turn the volume up on your headphones, you can hear stuff? Uh, I did know that. Anyway, Catalyst Webco is so amazing because they are so inclusive. They are the most inclusive wedding blog, bar none. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That is 100% true. Mm -hmm. So if you navigate your little self over to catalystwedco.com, you're going to see all sorts of things that you don't see on many other wedding blogs, like people who are not white. (laughs) What? People who are not straight. Mm -mm. People who are not skinny. What a novel idea. You mean people who look like 
the world. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and not just that uh, one little tiny corner. Slip not that corner. there's anything wrong with being white, straight, or skinny. Because there isn't. It's just but it's just there's so many more options. You know, white, straight, and skinny, and dare I say it, wealthy, are all over all the wedding blogs, all over the place. And there's not really a shortage of that. No. So it's nice that there is now a place for inspiration that has all sorts of people. I actually, I, I really appreciate the 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 articles, the 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 photos that they choose to publish. You know, one of the things that um, really irked me when I started out in wedding photography was the advice that you would get. Uh, as a photographer and you know you're trying to grow your business you're trying to attract ideal couples to you and the advice was always you know show what you want to attract and so many people interpret that as let me show this beautiful boho skinny couple with their you know over exposed I don't know golden hues or whatever it's just there's so many different ways to photograph a wedding and everyone keeps trying to do it all the same and use the same freaking couple. <laughs> and um, right away, one of the things I decided was that I was going to always blog every couple period because n- number one, people are interesting. It doesn't matter. You know, they're beautiful. Everybody's beautiful on their wedding day. You know, there's, there's nothing more gorgeous than two people who are in love when they look at each other. And that shouldn't be just like, you know, put into a pocket and made to be only one thing like you see on so many other places. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's like, I read stories um, where couples hired their dream photographer and then after their wedding photos were finished and, and sent and delivered and all that, they were like, aren't you going to put this on your blog? And the photographer will be like, no, you don't fit my, my style or whatever. And that's heartbreaking. Why would you do that to someone? You know, if you, they don't fit your style, then don't work for them. Right. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think it's really huge to have diversity reflected because our, our, our society is diverse. And so our, and, and weddings are diverse. I've been to, you know, a couple hundred weddings at this point and they're, they're all different. So let's see more of it. I think we need more of Catalyst. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy. And representation matters. I mean, really we see it in, not just in the wedding industry, but if you think for a minute about, you know, TV and movies, it's something that's a, a, a kind of a buzz topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amanda and I were just talking the other day about terrible lesbian movies and all of them, pretty much all of them, pretty much all, all of 12 them. of them. But the thing is actually, y'all, if you have Amazon prime, there's like a lot of queer movies on there right now. I'm going to watch all of them because <laughs> representation matters <laughs> gonna watch them and all so somebody sees those numbers i'm gonna watch them all uh-huh. um one day i'll write you a list of which ones you don't need to waste your time on it's most of them <laughs> um, 
specifically do not waste your time on one that is called girl trash which is look that's an angela robinson movie you can't trash girl trash well here's the thing i i (laughs) my problem with it and you're gonna laugh at me is that is it's a musical and (laughs) amanda's gonna laugh she is laughing because i fucking love musicals i'm a theater major I used to be in choir in high school and also recently as an adult. Um, check out the Chicago Artist Chorale, by the way, if you're in Chicago, they're great. Um, <laughs> and I love musicals. So I, I was really excited at the prospect of not only a lesbian movie, but a lesbian movie that was also a musical. However, this is the second lesbian-themed musical I've seen in my life, and they are two for two at being the worst fucking things you've ever seen. Hey, what's the other one? The, uh, the, <laughs> the other one <laughs> is a truly atrocious play. Um, musical play that I saw in a very small theater in Chicago many many years ago it was called a lesbian in the pantry (laughs) and I think I'll just leave it at that it was bad Ron closet honey Uh, but in any case this (laughs) right Uh, also it's a lesbian with imaginary but uh, anyway the my imaginary lesbian friend that sounds like it could go really sideways yeah okay uh this movie was the plot was good and the acting was fine, and it's just that, unfortunately, the songs that they wrote for the musical part of it were terrible, and I cannot forgive a bad score. So if they would just re-edit the movie and take out the musical numbers, I think it would actually be a pretty good film. I'm just going to say that you're talking trash about Angela Robinson, and someone's going to punch your gay card. She is our people. She needs stuff for us. I'm a blunt critic. Oh. And I watched it anyway. Good job. Because I will watch every queer movie and TV show that there ever is made because representation fucking matters, which was the point I was making. <laughs> so if you need some representation of non-white, non-straight, non-skinny people in the wedding industry, catalystwedco.com is the place you want to go. We welcome them to our show, Hello Catalyst. Yay. Hooray. Speaking of our show, we have a show to do today. Yeah, we do. Now that, you've, now that we've rambled on about a few other things. Um, who are we talking to today, Amanda? So we're going to talk to a couple whose wedding I'll be photographing later this year here in Atlanta. Their names are Drew and Mark, and they're a really cool couple. They are uh, National Park geeks like me. I uh, did their engagement photos a few months back and um, walked into their house and they had like the cool, you know, those um, stylized National Park posters, um, the sort of yeah. the woodcut things. They had like three or four of those hanging up. I'm like, oh my God. Because, um, you know, whenever you're a nerd. I'm a total nerd, a national park nerd, and I, I'm Not I'm gonna days. visit all of them one day. And uh, you know, when I when I travel, I send postcards to uh, my nephews and our kids and Jesse, and I always pick the one that's the the little cutout uh, woodprint for her to send. Most times, although sometimes I'll find an art piece or something. But uh, so I was just like, you guys are so cool. <laughs> and then we had a really fun time making their engagement photos in the rain and they were totally about it and uh we made some really nice um at home photos of them i'm really into doing the at home stuff so they're not done with their wedding this is a new thing for us they're still planning um our wedding's not until october so we're going to kind of get their perspective sort of in the thick of things and i think that's a really cool sort of way to talk to people sometimes too absolutely and if you are an LGBTQ couple and you're currently planning a wedding and you'd like to come on our show and talk to us about it and ask Cindy questions 
Um, and yes, as a special bonus, because I'm a wedding planner, you get free advice from like a legit professional. I mean, limit That's five. Uh, Amanda says <laughs> limit five. We only have an, uh, about 45 minutes of podcast to record and I'm monopolizing that time right now. So I'm going to shut up. But anyway, you want to be on our show, get on supergaywedding.com and fill out the form and we'll, we'll help you some with your wedding. And also we're fun. Totally. Um, speaking of fun, I bet Mark and Drew are fun. So why don't we bring them on to our show now and talk to them? Great. Hey guys, thanks for coming. Say we're here with, uh, Drew and Mark. Say hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. And identify yourself so people know whose voice is whose. Oh, I'm Drew. Hey, Drew. And I'm Mark. Hey, Mark. And together you are Drew and Mark. And you're getting married? October 13th. So this is a first on the show. We're actually interviewing a couple who's not yet married. Because we thought that would be really interesting to talk to people who are midway through and still, like, pulling their hair out. Right. (laughs) Are you guys pulling your hair out? Well, I mean, Drew, that's kind of... (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna ask you the question that i ask all pot- all my potential clients on my inquiry form and i think this will lead to a good conversation so here's the question what part of wedding planning is making you swear and throw things the most you know we we've actually been engaged a pretty long time already we got engaged what like may of last year um and so it's been over a year and so we did a well by we i mean i i did a lot of planning <laughs> instantly you know finding venue and fantastic photographer and the stuff that you have to do and so basically everything's been in place for a really long time oh cool and like oh cool but now that it's getting closer i'm just like Ugh. like is everyone like on the same page as me like i know i have signed contracts and stuff but i am starting to feel a little anxious just about all the pieces coming together at the right times got it um, I'm sure it will. It's just like party anxiety kind of thing, but I'm sure that's 100% completely normal. Like I swear (laughs) to God, everybody hits this point. You're a little early, but it's probably because you've been engaged on the longer side. Most people get here about six to eight weeks before the wedding. And they kind of have this moment where they just go, fuck, I'm supposed to be doing something, right? Why am I not doing something? I must've forgot something. Everything is terrible. It's all going to go wrong. Holy shit. What? Um, It's not. You're fine. You probably did all the right. things you need to do. And if you didn't, you still have time to do them. Um, right. So, well, ch- I mean, so chill I'm out. Yeah. To the fact that they have a really cool photographer and an amazing venue. So, tell us about your venue. Where's your wedding going to be? Uh, Monday Night Brewing. And is that in Atlanta? Yeah, in uh, West Midtown. It, yeah, West Midtown makes me laugh because to me it's just all Midtown, but it is right? in fact West Midtown. <laughs> Um, yeah, That's how you know you've lived in Atlanta a little while. <laughs> You're like West Midtown right. <laughs> or South Buckhead. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's this great brewery and it's this cool kind of industrial space. And they have a really pretty outside kind of garden patio. And um, yeah, it's it's a cool venue. Yeah, I really I've, like the side space. It's, it's a lot of a lot of green um, and the uh, the stream lights. I really like. Yeah. Monday Night Brewing, actually, um, speaking of which, I'm, I'm drinking a Han, a Han Brolo right now. Um, they're, they're actually the kind of space that's cool enough that I go there and hang out when I'm not shooting a wedding. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're just a really neat space and they're fun people. We agree. We actually were there just this past Saturday just because we wanted to stop in. Right. 
and it's and you know west um midtown is kind of out of the way it's not exactly you know i mean you you have to be on your way there to be you don't just like swing by it's not right. you know <laughs> you don't stop there en route to something you're going there because you're going there right i guess maybe if you're going to that cool mexican place you might swing by. what's that place up on chattahoochee you know what oh, I'm talking oh about? yeah oh nuevo laredo oh yeah that place man that's the best yeah. the best mole <laughs> chicken ever yeah and their margaritas aren't too shabby either. Not bad. Yeah. Sorry, Cindy, the, the local Atlanta talk. Um, <laughs> right. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of guilty. I didn't, I didn't take her any of these places when she visited. Now I'm like, uh-oh. I actually was thinking about asking you, why don't you take me to these cool places? <laughs> but well, I took you somewhere cool, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. Um, we went to that Mexican place, but not. I don't think it was the one you just mentioned. No. Yeah, that's a haul to get down there. For and me, the park so. with all the broken up toy doll heads and stuff. Weird art shit. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. I, that I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda will take you. I totally will. I have to go look at what it was. That was way down in South Atlanta past the um, the drive-in. Yeah, I've read about that once. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though. I was impressed. Like a weird little outdoor art space with random art pieces that people construct and reconstruct and deconstruct and reconstruct. It was like, whoa. So let's talk about you guys some more, actually. Um, okay. We kind of jumped and put the, the card ahead of the horse here a little bit. So I want to back up and talk about the two of you a little bit um, and, and give everybody sort of your story. So you want to tell us a little bit about how you met and how long you've been together? Uh, so we met through OkCupid, which is a, most people, I'm sure listeners will know what that is, an online dating site. Half of our couples have met that way. <laughs> right. Um, we live in a modern age, Amanda. I know. Yeah. It's really awesome, actually, because yeah. that's not how I met my spouse. But anyway. And so we chatted via email for not very long at all, because I was of the philosophy back then that there's only so much you can glean <clears throat> from these back and forth emails. You might as well meet and see if you like each other. And yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he jumped right in and was like, hey, come down, meet me for a beer. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> let's just do it. Um, and so we did. We met for a beer on December 29th, 2012. I remember Ooh, that date. I like that. Um, so it's been about five and a half years. Um, and uh, I guess the rest is history. Yay. And now we live in a house together up in Roswell and um, things are good. Awesome. Definitely. So like, at what point did you guys realize and decide that you were going to get married? I mean, I think, you know, bef even before we got engaged, there was an understanding that we were going to be together. I mean, you know, we essentially made a commitment to be with each other, regardless of if we, you know, did the formal declaration of a marriage. Um, but I, I wanted to get married, you know, and, uh, and so I think just every time it, through just our conversations and stuff, we realized that it's something that we actually didn't want to do. Um, and, and, and for a minute there, I was sort of like waiting for the right time, the perfect time, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I wanted, I wanted to do something special when I asked, um, and for whatever reason, it just, it never happened. Things kept getting in the way. And so one night just sitting right here on the couch, um, it was very unromantic. I was like, "Hey, let's just do it." <laughs> it, it, it was still romantic. It was a it was a nice day. 
but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of partial to that level of comfort. I think that speaks a lot to what your relationship, you know, has evolved into is when, when, you know, you don't have to make the giant gesture. I mean, those are nice, right? But when, you know, you, you both are just like, this is the thing we should do. I think that's really huge. I agree. And I think, you know, I think that the big gesture will in fact be the wedding. Um, yeah. And I, I'm really excited about the day because I think we've designed a, a day that's pretty casual, um, but it still has a sense of occasion. I mean, it's obviously the, the ritual is important to us. And um, so I think it's going to be a great day. I'm really excited about it as it's starting to get closer. Do you want to tell us a little more about it? About the wedding? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be at Monday Night Brewing, like we said. Um, pretty small i think we're gonna have i mean depending on who all can come between 60 and 70 people um so close friends and family um we're gonna have a food truck as our dinner um Yay. for casual um food um which uh, which food truck did you guys pick by it's the way called the good food truck um, i don't think i've seen them before yeah that's it's a red truck and they do some really good vegetarian stuff um it's not awesome. solely vegetarian food um, but as for me, all right, for Drew. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to use them and, uh, I'm going to make my own cupcakes cause mm -hmm. I make a really delicious carrot cake. Um, saw your post on uh, Facebook this week about screw those bakers. I'm making my own cupcakes. I'm impressed. That's less work. Yeah. I, I did a practice run because mm -hmm. I feel like I should, um, yeah. but I didn't, you know, I want to make like five dozen cupcakes. And when I did the practice run, I made like two. So yeah. hopefully like, you know, and I'm obviously going to do it the day before or maybe even the day before that. Yeah. Um, just so it's not something that, that I feel like I have it's, to throw together at the last five second. Five dozen is a manageable number. It is. Right. Yeah. You can do it. Totally. And we should have some help too. Um, I think we're having, I mean, several out-of-town guests coming in one or two days beforehand um and so they can come over to our house and help mark bake cupcakes absolutely and hopefully i don't eat them all <laughs> <laughs> get like a locker bake an extra in. dozen so you can eat them the week after <laughs> yes. yeah well i mean there's always like the the duds you know the yeah, the ugly ones. You got to eat those. Yeah. It's important. Right. It's like right. the broken cookies. If it comes out of the oven broken, you have to eat it. That's the rule. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and a couple for quality control. Right. Thank you. Cool. So let's see. We talked about right in the beginning what we asked you what the hardest part of wedding planning was, but we haven't asked you what the easiest thing has been so far. What's What's been easy about it, do you think? Hmm. I mean, one thing that was easy is I think we both knew right away that we really wanted to get married in the fall. Um, yeah. just cause we both really like the fall and it's super hot in Atlanta in the summer. And I mean, it's pretty super hot in Atlanta in the fall too. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of true. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, uh, so setting not an exact date, but having an, an idea of the time of year was pretty easy. Um, and partly the reason why we've had such a long engagement is cause we decided not to try to throw anything together in like four months and do it that first fall that came. Um, so that was easy. What else has been easy, bro? 
Uh, it's all been pretty easy for me because I've done practically none of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mark, Mark did everything, um, pretty much. I mean, that's true, but I feel like... I mean, I've had input. Right. He hasn't done anything, I think, without asking me or checking to make sure it's okay or um, asking if I had any input. Um, but yeah, he's, he's done pretty much all of the work, contacting vendors and, and stuff like that. My favorite part of it was probably uh, tasting the food from the food truck vendor <laughs> in my house to uh, share her wares. It was. Oh, wait, it was, they, they come to your house? She did. She did, yeah. <laughs> she That's awesome. Off. Yeah, she was just in her own personal vehicle. Had a bunch of food prepared and we had a little lunch and it was nice. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fantastic. Food trucks are the best. That's food amazing. trucks are pretty great. Yeah. I gotta say. I'm a fan. We have some really good ones here in Atlanta too, so we're kind of lucky. Cindy, there's a new question in here that I I don't know if I sent it over to them or not, but you want to ask it? Number five? Yeah. Um, I do want to ask it, especially since you just mentioned vendors. Were there, yeah. were there any parts, or have there been, since you're not done yet, have there been any parts of your wedding planning so far that you feel like have been affected by being gay? As Drew ponders, this, this <laughs> is very typical. Very typical. <laughs> Billy thinks before he speaks, and I don't, and can talk for an hour and a half about this. Topic. I know who's the introvert. Um, okay. All right. Um, I mean, I don't think in a in a really fundamental way, no. But I do know that, for instance, the venue that that we ended up choosing, um, the very first thing I said in the email that I sent to the to the person there, that's their event person, it's like, "Hey, just want to let you know that we're two grooms, and I hope that's okay," um, because you obviously don't want to like, you know have a venue that doesn't want you there yeah. um and of course they were totally cool and they're like yeah you're like our eighth gay wedding and like that's totally great with us and but i still felt the need to like point that out to them right mm-hmm. um, which felt a little weird um but i'm glad i did yeah. yeah well you wouldn't want to be surprised by that on your wedding day for sure i think that's <laughs> right. a, an unfortunate but very necessary reality of planning a wedding while gay is that you do really need to vet your vendors that way and for some it's easy if you pop on their website you'll see all sorts of gay people all over it and or they may have a statement about it and then you know right away that you can definitely book with them and not worry about it but if it isn't apparent from their marketing materials you do sort of have to be like hey uh it's cool with you right okay good right and i uh, appreciate i mean i don't know if this is really the trend it should be a trend is wedding vendors their online presence should avoid saying like you know brides get in touch with us you know like that right. everything is is for a, a straight wedding right and that it's toward the bride who is looking to you know plan the event um whereas it could use you know gender neutral language or be more inclusive and um i think that would go a long way for sure that's definitely I mean, that offends me on both a feminist level and on a gay level. So I really think that needs to die. <laughs> like, yeah, even I, in a straight I, wedding, there are also grooms. Right. Right. I think that, yeah, that's true too. You know, one of the things that somebody told me when I first started out in, in wedding photography, and, and it, it's really always worked for me, is that even in a straight wedding, the grooms are almost always ignored. And so if I go into a consultation and I win the groom's heart 
that I sold the wedding because, <laughs> you know, and, and that's really worked out well for me because, you know, it's like, um, they're just used to being furniture, you know, <laughs> right. uh, uh, you know, by the time they get to a certain point in wedding planning, they're just like, uh, and, and a lot of them check out. You yeah. Know, and, and, well, so there's so much not to derail us from gay stuff, but there's so much, um, just gender bullshit in the wedding industry. Like it's not yeah. only that, vendors and women ignore men's parts it's also on the flip side there's all these women complaining like i'm doing all this fucking work and my future husband is not helping me like what do i have to do to get him to have an opinion about something what do i have to do to get him like call a vendor because i don't want to do it all because it's too much work right but i mean I, i think all that adds up to you know being more considerate in everything that you do because it's a it's it's two people who are getting married and they're not necessarily all focused on, you know, pink flowers or whatever. It's like, you know, just, just consider the fact that you're, you're dealing with two people to start with and they may not be a bride and groom and the, and the groom might be more interested in the bride or there might be two grooms or there might be two brides. You know, it's like all these things yeah. that you should consider and, and present and, and be inclusive in, in multiple ways. Yeah. And, and like you, Amanda, I've had straight couples tell me after the fact that one of the reasons they hired me was because I talked to both of them. Right. Like literally <laughs> I made eye contact with both of them and asked questions to both of them because they both exist, which frankly ought to be a bare minimum when you're in a room with people, I think. Right. Crazy stuff like that, right? Revolutionary. It's tough. <laughs> tough. So here then, we can talk about the, the, the fun stuff. Uh, actually, maybe we can't ask. Uh, we, we typically ask people what they wear. Have you guys decided on what you're going to wear? And, and do you, are you sharing that with each other? We have started shopping for that sort of, I think... Um, I think the idea is to both wear matching suits because mm-hmm. uh, Mark likes to say that it's the one time in our lives that we can both wear the same thing and not look weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right it's about true. that. Yeah, it's true. That's kind of true. It's the one time. And so I'm going to take advantage. Embrace it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not going to be that couple that like wears the same outfit every day forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but in- <laughs> In, in keeping with it, uh, being fairly casual, like it won't be tuxes. It'll just mm. be suits. Yeah. Um, suits are not casual. Just so you know. Casual-ish. Casual-ish. You know, like, it's I mean, it could less be, formal. No, yeah, no, less formal. It's not black tie. Yeah. I mean, I certainly have probably only, well, I've never worn a suit in my life. I don't own one. I'm going to have to buy one. Cool. <laughs> this is a good excuse to get a good suit. Though. It is. And, yeah. All right, and get it tailored to fit and do all the things because I mean you guys I really enjoyed working with you and photographing you have great body language you you know you have great fashion sense and so I'm excited to see what you wear well thanks we're I'm excited to find something we actually did just a little shopping just this past weekend just a kind of first pass you know popped in a few stores and put on a few coats and such but yeah we'll probably wait until a little closer to the wedding to go decide exactly what we're going to get it's kind of one of the perks of being guys is you can live yeah your stuff takes a lot less time <laughs> yeah. a lot less time you know we, we've we've inter- interviewed mostly women on this channel actually i think you, you're the first men we've interviewed right right yeah yes 
And it's like, you know, any, any of the women that choose to wear dresses have to, you know, order those things, what, nine months in advance? It's like having a baby or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got to get it, get it. You have to get it so far in advance that a lot of people actually regret it by the time it comes in. Yeah. They've changed their minds completely about their entire wedding or whatever. And people have regrets, but. Yeah, even the, you know, we, I don't know what to call them, our bridesmaids. They're not our, our attendants that are. Grooms people. Women. Are, right. Um, they're, they're wearing dresses just from, you know, David's bridal or whatever. And even like for these like bridesmaids dresses, which are like sheath polyester dresses, you know, they're not fancy. Mm -hmm. have to order them like three or four months in advance. That like blows my mind. Plus leave like, yourself a month for alterations because those shit never fits. Right. For a dress like that. So. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So for us, it's pretty easy actually. Yeah. Well, I like to gift, gift you something that I made up recently because I saw just a million and three different I said yes to the dress posts one day and it was just, okay. it was like one too many and it just really put me over the edge and I was like this is some <laughs> kind of sexist bullshit so I invite you when you find what you're gonna wear to post about it and tag it woot to the suit I'm trying to make that a thing okay woot to the suit hashtag woot to the suit correct you can make a sign yeah. I said woot to the suit and take a picture of yourself in the suit with a sign like the women do with dresses if you want uh, I know I like this idea very much. I just think like if we're gonna get all hot and bothered about what women are wearing at their wedding, then sh shouldn't we? Well, about dress wearing people, shouldn't we also care about suit wearing people? I think right. so. Yeah. Plus, you know, all those cool accessories you get to choose. Are you guys going all in with all the the um? Are you going three piece suit or two piece suit? Yeah. No, I mean, I thought maybe to do a three piece um, just because it is a occasion. Mm -hmm. um, we it's funny actually. We were wearing ties and pocket squares that match, and they have already been purchased. Like that was purchased oh. a long time ago. Once our like color story was established, I'm sorry that was really gay to say it that way. I love our it. Um, <laughs> we are super gay um, here. What is? <laughs> tell us, tell us what your super gay color story is. It's funny. It's it, it's actually the same color story as essentially as our living room, um, which is gray uh, with some kind of a deep orange and some touches of navy. Nice. Which I think will be nice for fall. Mm -hmm. um, and it's masculine, and um, I just think it will look nice. It will. Yeah. So you just have to find awesome. some suits that match your ties and would you say pocket squares? Yes. And so nice. it's basically uh, like kind of a orange plaid tie and matching pocket square. Um, but like kind of a, I mean, I wouldn't say deep orange, but it's not like a Crayola yeah. Garrett, you know, it's, it's a, a rust. Nice, right. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty color. Okay. And then all our attendant people, the men and the women are going to be in Navy. So we will stand out mm -hmm. in our gray suits and our orange ties. Um, so we get the color because it's our day. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, right. really nice though, actually. That'll look good. Are you going light gray or dark gray on your suits or have you not decided? I think maybe we're going to go on the lighter side just so it will pop more against the navy around us. Because um, if it's too dark, then it might just look similar to the navy suits and navy dresses around us. Um, but we haven't really decided. Well, we kind of answered our, well, sort of answered our, <laughs> our next question, which are you going to have a wedding party? Yes, you are. And mm -hmm. what are you calling them? Which is always 
a it's a sticky wicket for people because especially with more people having mixed gender wedding parties um and it sounds like you don't really know what to call them do you we don't <laughs> i think i think we call them something different every time and every time we're like yeah i don't really know what to call them i mean uh we're both having males and females on on our sides yeah um, and we're having a, a different number. Like I'm having two and Drew is having three. So it's just kind of a hodgepodge of people up there. Obviously people that are very important to us. Um, but we're not. Yeah. That's, that's not really a hodgepodge. That's pretty much what everybody does now. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that, you know, we're not following some sort of gender tradition where yeah. you know, just men or just women or something like that. I, I like that we have a combination. Um, and and I guess back to what we're calling them, it doesn't really matter because we're not going to have printed programs. Yeah. So, I mean, for conversation's sake, I guess we should have a word. I usually use the word attendant. Um, yeah, that is my that's my word. default gender neutral. That's what I put on all my forms. <laughs> right. I usually default to wedding party. Um, wedding party. If I'm referring to everybody, this person's attendance, that person's attendance. If I'm if I'm referring to the sides, that's what I do. Exactly. I like that. And, Let's see. I also Rooms like Rooms. wedding posse. Um, mm. Posse is good. Some women have used bridal brigade, which I love. Maybe not okay. for you, since I don't think either one of you is identifying as bride. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That is correct. <laughs> What's the other one I like? Oh, I think you could also just do grooms people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually was in my good friend's wedding 10, 15 years ago now. Um, a female friend of mine but I was on her side um and I think she called us like honor attendants which mm -hmm. I thought was yeah funny. um I actually think that's like, like an an older term that used is. to be used a lot more but isn't really any isn't really okay. much these days yeah that was a, a while ago and she actually had this really cool renaissance themed wedding not that that's important to this conversation but it was a cool renaissance themed wedding and we all wore like tunics and stuff nice that sounds fun yeah it was neat <laughs> I mean, that has a potential to go, you know, either way. It could be, you know, super elegant or super Renfest. Either way is awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think she did a really good job. It, like, I felt like it was actually really classy. Nice. Um, That's good because, you know, w weddings weren't always as interesting as they are now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that somebody was out there forging a path for us because, you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they used to be pretty boring. Yeah. Sometimes they're yeah. still boring, though. Shh. Yeah. Not any, so. not any weddings that I go to. Not my clients, of course. Nope. <laughs> so um, at this point, have mm -hmm. you guys used um, any particular resources that you found especially helpful that you want to share with everybody? Google. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, to, to give you a like, shout seriously. out, you know, the, the way that I found you, I mm -hmm. felt was just like really serendipitous. Um, I was looking for venues and for a while we were thinking about this like riverfront area up here in Roswell and I did an image search for that venue and I was like, oh, there's a, there's a gay couple, you know. Oh, for, you saw Steve and Jamie's pictures. Yeah, so I clicked on that and then it took me to your website and I spent like 10 minutes there and I was like, I'm going to hire her. Like I knew within 10 minutes that like, oh, I'm wow. Um, because I was like, this is cool, and I love all the stuff you, you've written on your site, and 
Um, Amanda so, actually has no idea how cool and likable she is and also how great her website is. Yeah, it's really <laughs> great. Right. Well, thank you. That's awesome yeah. to hear. All I want to do is like hang out with cool people. So it seems to be working okay. Nice. Yeah, everybody else is always asking me, do you have any bridezillas? I'm like, um, first of all, sexist asshole. And second of all, <laughs> no, because all my couples are really cool. I say the same thing. Like, yeah. no, because I don't let bridezillas hire me. <laughs> so why we have a consultation so I, um, that's not just for you to decide if you want to hire me it's also for me to decide if i want to let you <laughs> all right well you know as an interesting aside i've also shot a wedding at monday night brewing with a lesbian couple so that was last year i think it was so what you're saying is monday night brewing is super gay they kind of are they're really oh, cool that's awesome yeah. i mean yeah, there aren't many places in atlanta that can get my married self out of the house to go hang out (laughs) (laughs) monday night brewing right on you want to sponsor our podcast we'll talk about you (laughs) totally do that (laughs) and amanda that beer you're drinking was named the number one pale ale in america by paste magazine for real well there you have it really good just like two or three weeks ago yeah although i have to say that my favorite is drafty kilt that's the best oh yeah mine too yeah, it's such a good scotch ale. Like, yeah. there's some in the fridge downstairs. I've got to go get some now. <laughs> cool. So now we've come to the part in um, uh, the thing where you guys get to pummel Cindy with any questions you have about anything that you're stumped about, about planning right now. So, just- Well, so I listened to one of your previous episodes pretty recently where you were interviewing another wedding planner mm-hmm. um and she mentioned something i thought was really interesting that um gay male couples are um the least likely to follow um kind of the traditions yeah. around a wedding uh-huh. and lesbians are somewhere in the middle and then of course straight couples are more likely to follow traditions you know such as the dad picking you know bringing in the bride and stuff like that um and i thought that was really interesting actually thinking through like how we've designed our wedding and specifically the ceremony um because we really knew that we didn't want to have like one person at the ceremony space um while the other one like walked in like you know we're not presenting one of us to the other person you know right Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah um i don't i'm not articulating this very no you're fine we know what you mean right and so we were like, oh, well, maybe we can set it up where we, like, come in from different sides and meet in the middle. And, you know, just because the geography of the space, we're actually mm-hmm. just going to both, like, walk in together yeah. um, down the down the middle, which is what's going to work best for the venue. And, you know, just be reflective of, like, what we want that day to be about. Um, and I just mentioned that as one example of many, just in terms of, you know, some traditions that we're going to follow and some that we're not. Um, but I, she also said, which I found really interesting, that you know, maybe for every tradition that you don't do that you should add something else. Um, so. Awesome. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting point when she made it too, because something I really hadn't thought about. Like that's a really good idea. And it, it really got me thinking, like, I do have a little party anxiety about the reception part. And I don't want like, I mean, I think people are going to have a great time. We're going to have great food and great drink, but I hope that like, it's not boring. Um, <laughs> so I've just, thinking of like maybe some things that we can do i mean we will have music and there will be some dancing but like neither drew and i are not 
really dance people so much. I mean, what about the rest of your family and friends? Are they dancing? Yeah, I, I mean, I think some of our friends definitely are, and I think yeah. there will be some dancing. And I think some of my friends will. And please, I will not. Like you know, no, I, not at all. My arm can be twisted. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, I think that we maybe we'll do for it for example the shoe game um, oh that's a good game yeah but like obviously with not shoes because our shoes match and so it would be confusing it <laughs> <laughs> could be like the most interesting shoe game of all <laughs> so it, it's funny actually because you can find everything on google i was like well we could just have like our faces on sticks you know like a photograph uh-huh. you know or yeah. And so I literally Googled like face on a stick. And of course I found a company where you can order your face on a stick. Um, so if we both, had, you know, if we both had that, then we could use that as opposed to shoes to play the, the shoe. Oh, I think I'm going to, oh, now that's awesome. I was just going to interject because this is, I'm just going to treat you like I treat all my clients, which is when something you say inspires me to have another idea. I'm just going to tell you what it is and you can take it or leave Great. it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so what you could do, to get a Uh-oh. whole bunch of your faces on a stick and give everybody a set so they can vote what they think is going to be the answer. Oh, that's hilarious. And then it's also a fan party favor. Right. I actually like that. Can you put because... one face on each side and they have to hold up the right side? That would be awesome. Because it might be hot. And like... Right. The, the one <laughs> side I found, you, you had to order a minimum of six. Yeah. And so we would have at least six of each face already. Um, and so I thought, oh, we'll just pass the few extra out to people in the crowd and it'll be funny to see them answer. But what if we just ordered like 50? There you that go. Would be really funny. Um, I'm actually really liking that idea. Yeah, I think that's hysterical and brilliant. So you guys are smart. So look at that. You guys come up with a really cool plan. Do you have any other questions for Cindy? I maybe have a question concerning music. Um, I I think our plan for music is tentatively to just have like a a playlist on a MP3 player or something. Um, But I'm wondering if, if you know of other people that have done that or tried that, if that's maybe just a horrible idea, I I don't know. (laughs) Um, It's a very hit or miss idea. Is what it is. That's the truth. Yeah. I I have had people do it very successfully and I've had people do it very unsuccessfully. Um, and it mostly is about both already kind of knowing the taste of your crowd and being able to put together a playlist that works for them. That's of course the perk that you get when you hire a professional DJ is they read the room live and, and make things happen the way they should. And if you're going to set up a place in advance, you're obviously not going to sit there and manage your playlist during your wedding. Cause that's just bonkers. Um, oh, right. <laughs> so, you know, you want to, if you really want to get your dance floor going, you want to put out some good, solid dance floor favorites for starters and make sure you're putting in a slow song every couple of fast songs so that people get a break from all the fast dancing. Um, and I also strongly encourage you to rope a friend or several friends into maybe taking turns just kind of standing there and making sure nothing's going wrong and adjusting the volume if needed. and if things are getting weird, maybe skipping a track or two if they don't fit in. Um, need a friend you trust for that one who also kind of can read your crowd pretty well. Uh, and then specifically, if you're thinking of doing that for the ceremony, you, you're going to have to have somebody who can operate it for you. 
So that's just, gotcha. you know, and then the other concerns, I assume the venue probably has built in speakers that you can connect to. So it's probably not a huge concern for you, but. Um, well, it's funny you should mention that they, they do, but they've told us that they're maybe not quite powerful enough um, for dancing to, okay. you know, to be as loud as you want it yeah, to be for yeah. dance. So they said that, you know, if you hire a DJ or even if you just want to bring in yeah. your own speaker. Um, so luckily my brother-in-law is, knows all about sound stuff. Um, he used to be in a band actually. Um, and so he's going to, there's your trustworthy speakers. friend right there. <laughs> he's going to bring in speakers. He's going to be in charge of like kind of all of that. I mean, he's even going to bring in like the microphones for our, awesome. who's my stepmom, which is kind of cool. Um, this awesome Methodist minister. Um, and, um, and then actually the music that we're having at their ceremony, I, a good friend of mine, the one who that I mentioned earlier, whose Renaissance wedding I was in many years ago, was actually going to play violin, um, oh, just cool. pre-wedding music. And then, just because I'm talking about music, um, that's my background. I actually have degrees in music, even though it's not my job right now. Um, that's okay. And so I am going to have a group of seven or eight friends um, actually do a little choral piece at the very end of the ceremony. Awesome. So oh, that's be nice. I'm excited. That'll be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty solid then. Just, you know, be choosy about what goes on your playlist. And I don't know what your personal music tastes are, but if you're anything like me and you listen to like a lot of alt rock and classical, it's not the best music for the dance floor. So maybe don't put that in your mix. Oh, right. <laughs> if you want people to dance, you got to put out shit will dance too. That's, that's the big thing. And, you know, try yeah, to have yeah. a, a, a range of music that will appeal to the different ages and sectors I mean, of your crowd no too. what you've got to put the big five on there because there's like five songs that everybody dances to wait which ones are your what do you think are the big five well that that journey song um small town girl oh yeah just a small town, girl. Whatever that don't is. stop believing that one everybody dances yep. that even even okay. your grandma um, every time. that's <laughs> true and shout everyone uh-huh. dances to shout shout what's the and other that, one that uh, uh uh sweet caroline yep Yep. Bump, bump, bomb. Everybody does <laughs> that. Uh, there's a couple of Bon Jovi songs that get people up, actually. Living on a Prayer, probably. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Michael Ice Jackson. Ice karaoke, like, that one. Or, or, or Thriller. Yep. Oh, yeah, Everybody Thriller will do that for sure. Every time, um, and they all do the whole, like, zombie thing. And, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, and then the line dances, um, like okay. um, the cha-cha slide. I mean, people, it's old, but people still dance to that. They still know it. Yeah. Or... Um, girl back it up which one is that i'm sorry i can see it i can see it but i can't remember the name of the song i don't Uh, think i know what you're talking about uh the wobble the wobble everybody does the wobble huh i'm not sure i know that no yeah it's got a whole video and everything for what it's worth dance floor time is usually my break time so i don't pay that much attention (laughs) to it but (laughs) that's what i'm not doing something for once (laughs) as as a photographer it's like you know i'm I'm trying to get like attractive uh photos of all your friends and where they don't look like they're having a seizure and so i'm always (laughs) grateful for songs that people are enthusiastic about um and uptown funk yeah uh call uh, call me maybe may still do it yeah yeah you know there's um there's like some lists online that you can look at there. Yeah, uh, I've looked helpful. at some lists and even kind of made yeah. a list of, of sure. some. I will send it to you, Amanda. You can weigh in. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it's all really dependent on the, 
the the sort of combined personality of your friends and family too and you know what their their background and taste is but you know the, those those songs that we just mentioned in particular i i've seen ha- played at hundreds of weddings and people get up and dance to them every time they're pretty solid you know i mean nobody gets mad at journey you know right. <laughs> what about uh crazy in love by beyonce have you seen that at a wedding i don't know can you sing a little of it dun, 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 dun. that's how it starts dun, yeah dun, dun. yeah that's good yeah. Oh, 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 okay, I'll stop saying that. But yeah. <laughs> pretty much oh, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much anything Beyonce is going to work. Oh right. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty reliable. Epic. And my all-time favorite dance song is "Groove Is in the Heart" by Delight. So it will be on there. Yes, song. you should totally play that because yeah, it's just silly. <laughs> it's just such a silly, fantastic dance song. Oh yeah. I mean, and we're in Georgia, so everybody loves to groove to the B fifty twos. Yeah. You know, Love Shack. Love Shack is the best. Yep. Yeah. Tin roof. Rusted. I mean, yeah, everybody sings along to that, you know. I haven't heard that at a wedding in a long time. I hear it. Bring every it back. Bring it back. Rare. Yeah, it's kind of rare, but when it when it plays, people <laughs> yeah. really dig it. Yeah. Yeah, probably just like a, a quick review of the past twenty years of t- pop charts would give you a good selection. Basically. So Drew, you're not gonna dance at all? Come on. Are you not even a first dance? Nope. No, huh? He doesn't want. He doesn't want to either. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to okay. do like a slow dance where everyone's looking at us. That would make me feel like super weird. I think. Um, but yeah, but I want to have like some party music. You, you could know, pick whatever is your favorite song and not do a first dance solo, but do a, this is a first dance, and for what we want for your our first dance is for all of you to get your asses out here on the dance floor and dance with us. Yeah. That- a really good idea because then it's still a little event but it's also not like everybody stare at us while we sway awkwardly (laughs) (laughs) like the thing about all these rituals is that they're social cues you know that's how we indicate to people that we're we're going to do this now you know we indicate to people that dinner's over by cutting the cake and serving the cake right we indicate that it's time to dance now because we're going to dance and then you're going to dance and so you can you can sort of, like she said, you can expedite that. Be like, we're going to dance, but we want you to dance with us um, so that they're not just staring at you. and You're doing that like wobble shuffle thing. Right. Circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, it's about what I look like. When I or I mean, open it with one yeah. of the songs that has a dance to it, like the Thriller dance or whatever. That will get everybody out there. That is and everybody epic. will know the steps. So it won't, I mean, it eliminates a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. Like for those of us, who also don't dance unless there's known steps we can follow pretty successfully. (laughs) (laughs) I would go out for that. These are all very good ideas. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. What else you got? Bring it on. Nothing. I don't know. I mean, like like I said way earlier, just, I just need to like keep my anxiety in check. Like, I mean, things, things are planned. Like there's really not a whole lot left to do. I just need to trust the process and that it's all going to come together. And, um, and I really want to like, I want to be in the moment on the day. Um, and I know that can be difficult. Um, Mm. I don't want to feel like I'm hosting something. I mean, I realize I am essentially, but you know, (laughs) once it gets to the day, I want to feel like I'm attending something. You know what I mean? Like I want to, um, be, all tasks delegated to right. other people absolutely 
Yeah. Um, now, I mean, are you delegating tasks to other people? Or are you letting people help you? We are. Yeah. Like okay. my brother, I have a twin brother. Um, and um, Drew has a sister and they basically know that, you know, we're allowed to get in the venue at four 30 um, mm-hmm. because they're open that day to people. Um, and oh, they cool. kick them out at four and we can get in at four 30. And then, uh, the ceremony is at 6.30, so we don't have a whole lot of time to get in there and get stuff set up, but luckily we're having a pretty small wedding, so just yeah. hoping it will, it will happen. It's a really cool space. You don't have to do a lot. Yeah, what right. kind of, what, are you doing any DIY stuff, or what do you got going? So, you know, we're, we're having a company that is bringing in tables and chairs, you know, obviously for people to have a place to sit for dinner, um, and this same vendor is also doing flowers. Um, and you know, a few little photos and decorative type things. Um, but other than that, other than that, that's it in terms of like decorations and stuff. I mean, it's a really cool space just by itself and doesn't need a lot of embellishment. Yeah, that's great. So you won't have too much to do then. Right. And the reason I mentioned my brother and Drew's sister is because we've told them like, you're going to go in, you're going to like, you know, meet the vendor person and make sure stuff gets set up where it's supposed to set up. And Drew and I will probably be off with Amanda somewhere, like taking pictures, and then we'll come back, and things will be pretty, and then we'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> As it's really be. good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely let let people help you because for I mean, sure. There aren't many times in your life where people are going to help you with no strings attached. <laughs> <laughs> it's really true, man. It's like your your wedding day. Um, I can't really think of any other day. Actually, um, so. if you give birth. Someone will probably help you that day. Yeah. But like all, that day and maybe a couple of days afterward, but not much, not much beyond <laughs> that. So really live it up because that whole giving birth thing, I hope you guys don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's painful. <laughs> I've avoided it my whole life. Me too. <laughs> so have we, have we solved some problems for you guys? As Cindy saw, I haven't done anything, but Cindy helped you. <laughs> No, you, you actually given me a lot to think about in terms of like the music and the dancing and the good possibly the shoe game i mean seriously these, these are uh ideas that i think are good and um that i think will keep some energy and momentum during the reception once everyone's done eating and then there will be fun things to do and and a little bit outside the, the average there, you know, I think that, you know, one of the things that um, I, you know, my, my job is to lurk in the shadows and, you know, I overhear things and, um, you know, anytime anybody breaks with tradition and does something that's actually fun instead of the usual, you know, step one, step two things, I, the guests are always impressed because, you know, we've all been to weddings before and, and, they can they can they can be really fun or they can be really tedious and whenever you do something that is truly for them to enjoy they're grateful and they say so you know and so little games like that that makes a huge difference to a guest rather than just you know sitting there waiting for the cake to be cut so they can leave and i'm just gonna say if you have faces on a stick and everybody has one or two of them those are gonna make it out onto the dance floor and they're gonna be in a lot of pictures and it's gonna be (laughs) hilarious I, I'm really liking this idea more and more. Yeah, um, I, my, my vote is guess because that's going to be historically <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, at this point, you know, I've I've shot close to 200 weddings. I haven't seen anything happen like that. So that's like... I haven't either. Super cool. Ooh, All right, I, I think it's guys. a done deal. <laughs> I can't wait to see the pictures. Oh, yeah. We just have to wait till October. No problem. That's fine. Yeah. 
We can, I can add it, edit the show notes later. We'll, <laughs> we'll add it in there. That's pretty cool. All right. So then um, I, I know it's kind of early to ask this because you're not finished, but at the same time, you know, you, you've done a, a, a good bit of the process of planning. Do you have any advice that you want to share with other LGBT couples that are, that are planning weddings right now? Sort of blurred that together. LGBTQ. It's hard. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure this is just would be that specific to just LGBTQ couples, but I'm actually glad that we've had a long engagement. Um, we were able to get things squared away without feeling super rushed about it. Um, and the venue that we ended up choosing, it was really good that we had a year and many months because we knew we wanted it in sometime in October and we had to book it like almost a year in advance um, yeah. to get um, to get a Saturday night in October in Atlanta. Um, apparently That's October is of... like super popular month to get married. It is. Yeah, in Atlanta, the, the three months are April, May, and October uh, because right. that's the best weather here. So I'm, I'm glad that we started the process early. Um, I mean, as I've said a few times, it's a double-edged sword because now I'm just, I'm ready for it to happen and I'm starting <laughs> to decide that it's, it's been planned for so long. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to, to be able to plan and not have a huge sense of urgency. Um, I've heard that from good. a fair amount of people who have longer engagements that they really enjoyed planning at a more relaxed pace than they think they would have if they yeah. planned at a shorter time period. And you definitely would have been more rushed and stressed out if you tried to do it in what did you say, three or four months that you had if you would have gone with last year. So yeah, I, I talked to someone yesterday who's planning a wedding. Uh, they got engaged in March and they're getting married in September. And one of them's in New York City and one of them's in San Francisco. And they're trying to plan a wedding in Atlanta. Sweet Jesus. Wow. Tell me they have a planner. Uh, no, but I really talked about you heavy. <laughs> I know this girl. Y'all, if you're listening, do yourselves a favor. It doesn't have to be me, but get somebody to help you with this. Because you're going to lose your mind. I can yeah, imagine. Yes, I can imagine. A, and that's why I'm saying you need a freaking planner. <laughs> and it's a two-day wedding for like 200 guests. Wow. International traveling involved. <laughs> you need a planner three months ago. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 a lot of work to plan any kind of wedding. And um, to, to, to give yourself enough time to really sort of like look at your options and digest your options and then, you know, work through everything is really smart. Um, it's, it's not that it can't be done in three or four months because it can. I've certainly worked for people who've done it. But, um, you know, it's nice to see that you guys aren't like with your eyes bulging and beating right. each other up at this point. Because, I mean, that's the strain on your relationship, too. And that's kind of the last thing you want moving forward. Is right. To, right. And I, I will say I have... I've enjoyed the process, you know, it's, you know, we're essentially throwing a party for our friends. Like that's fun, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and actually kind of brings me to um, a point I kind of want to make before we uh, get close to signing off here is, and I, and I kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about when we decided to get married and how we felt like we'd already made a commitment to each other and we just wanted to make it formal and, you know, partake of the ritual of a wedding um and I think that's all true and I reiterate that but also I think it's really important to say and to be honest about it like weddings are fun you know like having a party with your closest friends and dressing up and having some drinks like that 
that's a fun thing. And um, I've enjoyed the process of putting it together. Well, that's good to hear, actually. You know, it's the people, people ask me, you know, why I like doing what I do and it's because it's fun. You know, I get to, I get to, to, to be with people on their best day, you know, being their best version of themselves and surrounded by their favorite friends and family celebrating them. That's a really cool thing, you know, and especially with the world going to hell in a handbasket every minute of every day, it's kind of nice to stop and step outside of that and go celebrate something beautiful and good for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really concur with that. It's It's been interesting um, planning what will be a wonderful, happy day um, in the midst of the, how do I put this, you know, the dystopian nightmare this, this <laughs> of America. Um, I, I exaggerate, but you know. No, 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 I don't think you do. The world is on fire. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, it's soul-crushing and depressing a lot of the time. And uh, so it's nice to, you know, cling to the things that really matter, like love and relationships and art and beauty. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's just how... That's it's, it's not cheesy. But that's what's getting me through right now. Yeah. But it's the truth. It's what endures. I mean, in in the in the day to day reality of our lives, the things that endure are the things that are that are most immediate to us. It's like, you know, the the reason I'm a photographer is because my favorite thing to do when I was a kid was sit with my grandmother and look at family photos, you know, and she, and that, that was immediate to me. It was like, this is your, your great, great grandfather. You know, she had all these cool pictures of people and told me the stories of those people. And those are the stories that were more real to me because they were people that I knew than any history class, you know, his history is important, obviously, but um, in the end, these pictures that we make with you will be the pictures that carry your story forward to the people that matter to you. Right. You know, and, I, and I, that's the thing that I keep in mind. And that's, that's the, that's the thing that really, really matters is that the people that, that you know and love are going to be touched by your story. And, and that means a lot more than anything else outside of us. You know, the people that we actually literally interact with on a day-to-day basis are are touched by us and so you know these things are really important anyway that's my weird art person thing no i do we clap now i think no no i i felt suddenly very cheesy because no it's you're making me want to be a photographer no you do something really important too so you're you're right there with us no i agree i mean it's it's uh it's really lovely i um sometimes I do sit here and think like, oh man, what am I doing with my life? I'm just planning parties. Is that meaningful? But it turns out that when you're planning a really important event in somebody's life and you get to um, be there through it and um, sort of auxiliarily experience the joy and the happiness and you kind of get to have that experience with them, but also what I take away a lot is that I get to sort of similar to Amanda contribute to making the memory of your day, a really good one Mm -hmm. because shit always goes wrong. Like there's no such thing as a perfect (laughs) wedding. That's not reality. It's never going to happen. So being able to be the person who just deals with that so that you just get to sit there and enjoy it and just be in love and be happy and dance your faces off and eat all the cake and whatever. And like the glass breaks on the dance floor. Cool. I got it. 
They'll just, yeah. somebody's late, don't worry about it, you know? So you don't have to worry about that shit. And so I get to be part of making sure that all your memories of that day are really good and happy ones. And that you're yeah. not remembering that day as the day when 87 things went wrong, you know? Right. And I will say to answer your rhetorical question, that is super meaningful. You know, yeah. I'm that's really meaningful to the people that you work for. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to say that, you know, the universe probably doesn't care about us, but that's okay because we care about each other. Right. Yeah. We, create, yeah. we create our own meaning. Um, and that's enough. That's more than enough. And so I think what you do is really probably very, very meaningful yeah. for the people whose weddings you've been a part of. Well, I really want to thank you guys for agreeing to come on and talk with us today. I know that you're busy. I know, Drew, you work really late. Mark, you do too, don't you? You guys... Well, sometimes I'm actually, I did work today, but I'm officially on vacation because I'm taking the rest of the week off. Woo! Um, so, yay. I don't cool. have to go tomorrow. Well, I'm just, I'm really grateful that you guys were able to do this and, and work your schedules around it and come talk with us. Cause I think it's a really important perspective to have, not, not just, um, for, for, you know, our purposes, but just let people talk to somebody or hear from somebody right in the middle of planning mm-hmm. and, and give you an opportunity to sort of work through things and figure out about your masks and all those cool things. So thank you very much for coming and talking to us today. Thanks for listening to our fucking podcast. Now's the part where we tell you who makes this podcast possible and ask you to help more people find us. The Supergate Wedding Podcast is brought to you by Catalyst Wedding Co. Love weddings and marriage for feminists, the LGBTQ plus community and woke folk. Find them at catalystwedco.com. And also by choose your own wedding the world's first wedding planning subscription it's everything you need to plan a great wedding at an affordable monthly price sign up at chooseyourown.wedding for a complete online wedding planning course to guide you through every step of wedding planning with video lessons worksheets spreadsheets and professional templates you'll also get personal on-demand planning support from a professional wedding planner that's me in our private facebook community and instant answers on our monthly live planning calls enter the code SUPERGAY at checkout to get your first week free. Check out all the details and subscribe now at chooseyourown.wedding. If you like our show, please share it with your friends, subscribe, and take a minute to leave us a review. You can find Super Gay Wedding on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Super Gay Wedding, be on the show, or tell us what we should talk about next, check us out at supergaywedding.com. Find us at facebook.com slash supergaywedding. Or email us at supergaywedding at gmail.com. And if you need a bomb-ass wedding planner who totally has our shit together and is wicked competent, you need to check out Cindy's website at islesstraveled.com. And if you need a destination photographer who's not afraid to get her camera dirty capturing your wedding adventure, then you should get your ass over to amandasummerlin.com. And by the way, if you hire us both, we're going to give you a 5% discount. Because we're fucking awesome. And we love working together. And we will rock your super gay wedding. Fuck yeah. Woo! Nailed that shit. Like for real. Yeah.